there he is. That's my brother. That's Conrad. Um, yeah. So um, the first two things I'm going to do is I'm going to tell a little story, and then I'm going to read the passage. Um, so the story is it's kind of about my brother. Um, so I, I grew up Catholic. My, my dad is a sort of a normal Catholic. And um, so me and all my sisters, we all, we, all got, um, we all did First Holy Communion, which is something you do when you're about seven or eight. And um, a couple of years ago, it was my, it was my brother's turn, but my, my brother's autistic. He's got a condition called pathological demand avoidance. Um, and, uh, you know, we were hesitant at first, but, we, you know, give it a go. Um, so we took him along to the classes that you do leading up to this. And, um, you know, all the other parents dropped their kids off. And, but mum thought, you know, it's probably best I stay and just make sure he doesn't wreak havoc. Um, so, you know, we, he was there and he did wreak havoc and was very disruptive and was, there was a lot of crying and tantruming and screaming. Um, you know, and then a couple of days later, mum went back to the, to the church to apologise to the priest who was running the class. And... Um, you know, she was busy apologising, and, and this Father Tony, his name is Father Tony, he, um, he's, stop, stop apologising. It's the job of the church to accommodate these people. It's the job of the church to fit around people who find it difficult to be here. It's not Conrad's job to, um, to fit around what we want from him. Um, you know, and that was, I mean, I don't know how many of you have experience with autism, um, but that was like the first and probably the last time that m me and my family felt some sort of understanding and, um, and love, really. Um, Father Tony was so gracious and welp welcoming. It really left an impact on me. And when I was asked to do this talk, I, um, you know, it was immediately what I thought of. Um, yeah, it's a really nice picture as well. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll, read the, I'll read the passage. It's from Colossians 3. Um, God has chosen you and made you his holy people. He loves you. So you should always clothe yourselves in mercy, kindness, humility and gentleness and patience. Bear with each other and forgive each other. If someone does wrong to you, forgive that person because the Lord forgave you. Even more than this, clothe yourself in love. Love is what holds you all together in perfect unity. Let the peace that Christ gives control your thinking because you are all called together in one body to have peace. Always be thankful. Let the teachings of Christ live in you richly. Use all wisdom to teach and instruct each other by singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Everything you do or say should be done to obey Jesus, your Lord. And in all you do, give thanks to God the Father through Jesus. You know, and there's so many more examples in, in, in the Gospels, especially in Matthew, that I found where Jesus shows love to people that he was not expected to show love to. You know, um, tax collectors, prostitutes, lepers, children. Um, and in, you know, in Matthew 28, Jesus gives his followers, he gives us this great commission, go and make disciples of all people, all nations. Um, he didn't, when he says all people, he didn't mean all the convenient people, the people who are palatable, the people who are going to make your lives easy, or the people who are going to Sorry, Christian, but lean in and <laughs> be, be quiet and, <laughs> and listen attentively. Um, now, like I said, I don't, I don't expect everyone to have experience with someone like my brother. Um, but, and I'm not saying that all autistic people are the same, but I, kind of, I think my point is we all have a Conrad. We all have someone like my brother who is something you feel embarrassed about or something you have to apologize for or you're, you know, it's a bit of a secret. 
And I kind of want to encourage you all to ask yourselves what your Conrad is. You know, what do you feel embarrassed about? What do you feel shameful? What, what makes you feel less worthy and less able? Um, and how, how do we as a church, as a body of Christ, how do we respond to those Conrads as people and as shames or sins? Um, do we respond like Father Tony did with... I don't want to cry. Um, do we respond by being welcoming and, and kind, or do we, or do we have this mentality where, you know, we, you know, just ignore them? They're they're loud and wreak havoc. You know, I mean, we can look a bit at what church is, and in what is it? It's one Corinthians. Um, the church is described as a body, lots of different body parts: ears, eyes, legs, and if we all were one body part, we wouldn't be a body, we wouldn't function like a body, and it wouldn't, we wouldn't work. Um, the church, this body, is made up of lots of different people who all have different parts to play. And if we sort of exclude people who aren't easy to deal with, people who have some shame, have some sin, and we kind of shoot ourselves in the foot, we, we, we inhibit our own growth. Um, you know, it was a couple of weeks ago, Hannah Smith was talking about budget. Um, and I, I'm not very good at math, so I wasn't really listening. But um, <laughs> she, she was talking about um, how we want our budget to grow so that we can grow as a church and how one of our big visions for G2 is to expand into the community and sort of transform the community. But this, that transformation can't just happen. It has to happen from inside. A Jesus-centered, loving community is so filled with, with God's love that can't be contained. It spills out. Um, and to me, at least, I know it's not everyone's, you know, we all have a different view about what church is, but to me, a Jesus-centered, growing church with overspilling love is one that gives the opportunity and the space for people like my brother to, to be themselves, to be difficult, um, to be vulnerable, to show their weaknesses, knowing that they are supported by people who are going to love them and bear with them and, and you know, be kind and gentle. And, um, yeah, so my what I kind of wanted us to reflect on now and sort of talk about with each other was what our Conrad is, or if we know of a Conrad, um, and how we can respond to that as, as a church. <laughs>